Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Rusty Quill presents. Hey everyone, Alexi Talanda here, and welcome to our bonus content as we work on putting Ostium Season 6 together. We're continuing with our Behind the Ostium series as we go in-depth with the making and discussion of how each episode of Ostium came to be, as well as much more. I am joined by Dwayne Farver, a big fan of the show and creator of the spin-off podcast, Manifestations. If you enjoy the Behind the Ostium series, you can get full access to over 50 episodes right now by supporting Team Ostium on Patreon at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. You'll also get access to a bunch of other bonus content on there too. Once again, that's patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. We'll continue working on getting Ostium Season 6 ready for release in 2022. But for now, sit back and enjoy another episode of Behind the Ostium. On to episode 18, People in Glass Houses. So this was jumping then from the past now up to a new and distant future. Um, and me wanting to talk about the Dyson Sphere. Um, which is basically harnessing the energy of a small, of a star or sun. Um, and it's usually a very, very advanced civilization we're talking for us. It would be, I think, in the hundreds of thousands of years in the future um, to be able to harness that much energy. So it was, again, a chance for me to play with the sci-fi genre, um, have the, the geeky characters who like me also love all that stuff um can i have fun in it um and also just to play around with this concept of something that can use this much energy and support a whole living system that way uh and again because i was going into the future i wanted to do a kind of different future so i used a different element changed the look of the the, the kind of station they're on and things like that um and again, it was um, in this episode, because it was following off after the last one, I was bringing the things up to a kind of breaking point. <clears throat> I do remember struggling with the name of the episode, People in Glass Houses, and it's a play on people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. Um, but also the idea of the fragility of glass, um, the fragility of each of the characters at this point, um, the idea that they are also in this metal sphere that's sitting on this giant star that you know potentially could go off at any second and just destroy everything um you have um a, an event where jake and monica see the the statue the statue the display in the of jake and what he had done when he'd saved all the people um that seems that a an almost impossibility for each of the characters they never could have imagined seeing that and so for both of them it puts them to a breaking point and Jake even more so that he um, kind of loses it and starts to go off the deep end and Monica has to get, take control of things. Um, so again, like with the last episode where I'd set it at a certain point, this was the one where we tip them over the edge of the cliff and take them to a kind of new place. Yeah. Jake as the, the savior of humanity um, was a note that I had, I had made. <clears throat> looking at the the photos and and referencing the you know the people of Catalina mm -hmm. um and how um 
when Monica tells her story and Jake realizes it seems like it's missing information. Mm-hmm. Um, Not adding up. Right. About the, I mean, I mean, every, I think anybody who's would consider themselves a sci-fi geek or nerd would know what a Dyson sphere is. Mm-hmm. I, think he did a, I think he did a really good job of explaining okay, cool. in, in story what it was. The first time I had heard of one was uh, in the book ring world by Larry, mm-hmm. uh, Larry Niven, um, where a ring world would be like an intermediary step. To doesn't Jake it. mention him? I think he name drops him, doesn't he? I, I think he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's listing some. Yeah. Um, does he, yeah, and he, he mentioned Star Trek, I think, too. That was the other one I was thinking of with, um, I can't remember which series it was, with Scotty, isn't it? I yep, think yeah, it was, the next yeah. generation, they find uh, Scotty in a, trapped in yeah. some kind of a yeah. recursive loop in the, the transporter, yeah. As you do. Um, <laughs> as you do, yeah. Um, the, um, and I may have it in this episode, and it may not be, actually happen until the next, but Jake um, has the private recording. Um, where there's missing memories like mm-hmm. um, i think that's actually a couple i want to say that's close to the that might be in the finale i'm not sure maybe it's from okay. this episode yeah. though but, but um, right, yeah this, yeah because of what happens in the final episode yeah yeah, yeah that, that, that's right recap, recapping but yeah it's in this uh, i don't yeah, know why you'd be confused <laughs> yeah not at all <laughs> yeah but it happens when he really reaches this point to follow along yeah but yeah the, this this is where um I, I, I remember personally at this time, I was like, all right, Monica is not at all, ha- does not at all have Jake's interest, at, best interest mm-hmm. at heart. She's completely manipulating him. There's nothing good going on here. And but, you're going to need a, a good reason to convince you why, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Because um, up until this point, I was like, no, there's something she knows that she can't tell him yet. You know, but I think it was at this point that I was like, no, no. And I think there was a lot of back and forth, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it ebbed and flowed. Um, <laughs> uh, I will I do, say, as of, uh, well, right now, it's not written. <clears throat> my notes for season six, I do have um, the storyline of this museum display piece being resolved. Like, what the story is behind that. My plan is in season six to actually explain that. Just explain it, or well, well I, can, I don't know yet. I haven't written it yet. Okay, <laughs> but <laughs> it'll give you the background on what happened there. It'll it'll answer some questions. Put it that way. Okay, <laughs> I get to that it. Works. We'll see. I haven't got rid of it yet. I might just ask more questions. We'll see when I get to it. <laughs> <laughs> it'll answer some and probably ask several more, and then give you yeah another book flow to look forward to. Yes, um, and I the, only, the the final thing I have for this is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was released on April 21st, 2018. And on April 28th, 2018, I was assigned door 129. <laughs> <my mom>. mm. <laughs> and that's where it all started. <laughs> that's where I finally went and what's the, what's Patreon? <laughs> and, <looked at> that. <laughs> and then it was all good times after that. Cool. Definitely. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.